0: Welcome back to the After the 90 podcast with me and my host, co-host, Charlie, also known as the Paraders. Charlie, how are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's good to be back recording. It feels like, you know, it's been it's been too long since the last episode. And, um,
0: yeah, I'm just glad that we're back here doing it again. Yeah, we do apologise. Like, um, Charlie does work most evenings, so it's quite hard to get podcasts out. But we've got a few decent episodes planned. And today, I mean, it will be just quite a bit of waffle as usual, but we've got a few things. What? Oh, right. Oh, you Right, sorry, producers, but I see it kind of confusing Yeah. Yes, there's a few things we do want to talk about Um, Bradford, especially because Charlie's a Bradford fan, and quite a lot's happened since our last pod. So there's quite a lot to discuss there with re signings, sales. Form it's all changed and, and a lot's happened since then. But what I do want to speak about was Charlie. How was your Christmas? I had
1: a great Christmas. You know, got to see a lot of family that I don't often see. Bit of time off work, bit of time away from footy. Christmas footy, we're alright. Not the best, but yeah, overall good Christmas. Had a great New Year. Uh, yeah, how are we, us? Yeah, it was
0: nice. It was nice instead of being away from uni and back with family for Christmas. It was nice. No ordinary really but just nice and chill Um, 2024 do we start with a niche saying of hope it goes better but to be honest with you I think 23 as a whole in terms of my Twitter page and stuff I think it worked brilliant like um, it's probably been one of the best years I've had in terms of growth and knowing what I want to do with my future so I enjoyed that
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, same thing with me getting involved in all the, you know, podcasting, journalism. It's been good getting to meet people like yourself, everyone around sort of the Lux Sports Media team. It's been a good laugh.
0: Yeah, so what I do want to just go into, I mean, I don't want to just spend a full hour or start talking about Bradford because there'll be people that don't support Bradford and probably don't care.
1: Yeah. But I
0: do want to touch on the big story recently about Harry Lewis leaving. Um, To Carlisle, I know it's. I've seen on Twitter, it's there's quite a lot of different opinions on it. Most of them obviously not happy. How do you feel about it?
1: I mean, I I have had a few jokes around people, you know, around Lux Sports Media and you know, around friends that it's sort of snakey. I hate him now, stuff like that. I mean, realistically, if we're not taking feelings into account, he's made a move for his career. You know, we were we were a stepping stone, but I feel he, he he's given us that respect, sort of. You know, of, yeah, you guys started my career. I won't be anywhere without you. And um, I'm quite... I, I am upset to see him go. I think the way I talk about it is it, it feels almost like a breakup. And I think part of the pain comes from the fact that he's gone to Carlisle, who, you know, are struggling in League One and ultimately the team that stopped us going to League One. It's sort of, it is it is upsetting, you know, to lose such a key character. He was a great guy, uh, ingrained with the fans quickly, really seemed to enjoy the club. And then, you know, in summer we had the rumours of him leaving uh, to Barnsley and everyone was sort of like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Um, thankfully, well, it doesn't really matter now, but thankfully we managed to keep him. But obviously now he's gone, Carlisle gave him an offer last week, I think. I believe the club put him up for sale. You know, Paul Simpson said um, that they only became aware of the possibility recently. So I don't know either Harry Lewis has approached them or he's been put up for sale. But it is sad to see such a key part of the sort of Mark Hughes rebuild go. You know, we've got a new manager now, so you could sort of say, well, he's not his player anyway. But part of the rebuild that we had last summer, he was a massive part of that and sort of bringing it back to bringing sort of the team back to a likeable squad. And also he's a quality keeper who absolutely deserves a move to League One. But I am, it it is hard to sort of accept that he's gone, you know, just because of how involved he was with the fan base and with the club and sort of how quickly he changed things.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I know you don't like speaking about this because I know you think it's nonsense, Um, but these some sort of, not hatred as such but some sort of Twitter rivalry between Carlisle and Bradford fans um in terms of maybe you do know, as a whole it's not but these lot of people who like to get a one over on each other like so the signing would have been for some Carlisle fans one over on bradford um i think i think i don't know if it, goes, does it go back to last season's playoff semi final yeah i'm not sure um, I mean, the antics there, yeah.
1: yeah there was sort of obviously the playoffs it it was always going to be sort of tension between the two clubs because we're both going for something. But also the fact that all, you know, how close we were to beating them, maybe. Um, I mean, that's up for debate because they battered us in the second leg, but, you know, it was still 3-2 on aggregate and they won very late on. But at the same time, you know, there's this, you know, the fans giving it large to each other, you know, uh I think the Carlisle fans made made songs about the fire and stuff, and that's probably a minority in the club, but that's always going to cause some dislike. And that's not me saying Carlisle; it's all Carlisle's fault. It's it's a very strange sort of rivalry, and I, you know, I, it's not really a rivalry, but it seems that our fans get annoyed by their fans on Twitter and give it large back, and so then that means. Carlisle fans are waiting a give it large as a response to that. And then it's just back and forth. I I don't think anyone considers it a serious rivalry, but more like just two teams who sort of have a bit of banter with each other and that wind each other up. I mean, just today, you know, probably about half an hour ago, a Carlisle fan posted an edited article of Harry Lewis's signing interview. And the uh, quotation said, oh, I've always wanted to come here. The fans were better than our fans in both times we played them in the playoffs and stuff like that. And to be honest, I believed it at first. A couple of people believed it. It got shared around quick. But that's the sort of thing that goes on. You know, it's it's not a rivalry, but, you know, it is it is good from their view, you know, that they've nicked one of our players that we sort of hold so dearly. Um, and it always is going to be, if there's an opportunity to wind another fan base up, then it's probably going to get taken, especially by two fan bases where you know the other one's going to respond. You
0: know. Yeah, I think I asked this question just because my next question, I didn't want it to seem like it was a sour question. But do you think rivalry, <laughs> like this band aside, just the based on position, like Arlyle, that the move's a bit, not sideways as such, because you're going up the league, obviously, but you think he could have held out for a higher move? Because obviously it was linked with Barnsley in the summer and Barnsley are now on course to be in the mix to go up for the Championship and Carlisle on in the mix to go back down to League 2. So do you think it's a bit I mean, uninspiring in on this part? I mean, initially, yeah,
1: I thought that. But, you know, he's made it very clear that this is a personal move as well as a career move. You know, they've just been took over. They'll, they'll want a lot of money. Well, they'll be offering a lot of money, more money than we're giving them, un- undoubtedly. But... It's To me, it feels a lot more horizontal. I can admire that there's the sort of, um, I don't know what to, how to sort of describe it, the pull of potentially saving them from relegation, keeping them in League One. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that he could have gone somewhere better, especially in the form that he was in last season. His form's dip this season, but I'd still say he's a very good keeper. And um, yeah, to me, it's just bizarre that, a player of that quality hasn't made a bigger move you know and that's all respect to him and it's no disrespect to Carlisle if Carlisle stay up then it'll turn out to be a wonderful signing and probably he'll be able to take them a bit higher up higher up the table next season but for me it just feels like come on man you could you could push a bit higher than that you know with Barnsley I don't know if Barnsley wanted him as first keeper maybe a backup but I, I do think he's he's definitely League One level and Carlisle at the moment are not that and I don't think Carlisle fans will dispute that. Whether he keeps them up, I don't know. I, I personally don't think so. I think they need a lot more than that, but it is a step in the
0: right direction for them. I think you make a good point, though, with the fact that he could not so much hero status, but if he backs his ability to sort out that Carlisle defence and have that much of an impact, and he could save him the first season. He's already got the fans on the side. they so love him like from the off then. And I think that's maybe what he didn't feel at Bradford after going into this season. I think there were people doubting him. But to be honest with you rightly so, at times, he made quite a few errors. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't want to speak too negative. I, I do want to touch on today's news as we're filming this. That Tyreek Wright has just been announced. And obviously, uh, Mark Hughes signed in. Uh, last time and now he's come back. Is it on loan until the end of the season from Plymouth? Yeah, it is. So he, he sort of came in last
1: season um, in the summer and became sort of like, not a phenomenon, but that's what it felt like. Out of nowhere, he just started scoring goals. He scored, I think, in 30 seconds against Harrogate at home. He, was, he beat Harrogate. He scored against Harrogate away as well. And I think we have a really bad record playing against Harrogate up until last season. And to do the double over him, which... He was responsible for that's one one big thing that I remember him for. But he had a lot of raw pace, he's you know, he, he started scoring as well. And once he started adding goals to his game, he, he was almost unbeatable. And then obviously, he left to go to Plymouth Argyle. We nearly signed him, um, and then they came in with an offer. And obviously, being top end of League One at the time, he's it's a no brainer for him, he's going to go there. But unfortunately, it's not worked out for him since. I don't know. I, th- I think it's a really good signing, but you never know what's going to happen. He could come back, he might not be able to replicate his form, but at the same time he might replicate it and we could be absolutely flying and winning games uh, quicker than we expect to.
0: Yeah, I think it was interesting because he's a player rate, but with a lack of game time, it's going to go one or two ways. Could he invite like, maybe not settling as quick because he's not match ready or match fit? Or is he hungry to play to the point where he's ready to prove himself again, that he can play to a really high level? Because although he's back in League Two, he knows Bradford's fan base is big and he knows you can win him over. Because although it can be bad with Bradford's fans, it can also be really good if you put the effort in and you produce quality and such. You'll be respected, won't you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he was one of those players where everyone woke up and, you know, you see the Twitter rumours, oh, Tyreek Wright's gone, and then you sort of see the official announcement and people are gutted, you know, never fall in, with a, fall in love with a lone player. That sort of phrase got used. And it was gutting because he, at a point, felt absolutely crucial to the form and sort of the trajectory that we were on at that time. Um, in terms of coming back and the fan base, that's what he spoke about in his interviews. He says he likes the fan base and it's good to get back here and um, he wants to replicate his form, whether or not, He's just saying that because he signed for us. You know, he's going to say that about any club. But I, I think he will have a lot of respect for us because ultimately he's going to move effectively to the championship from what he did with us. And even though it didn't work out, I feel like he's going to have a lot of respect for us um, for sort of helping him get there and putting him on show. Um, I, I do think he's going to be really, really important. if he If he can replicate his form, I think he'll be really important and influential in the second half of the season.
0: Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I don't want to spend the full podcast on Brava, but I do want to spend quite a chunk of the time because I spoke to you before and I said, there's quite a lot to discuss really about Brava. It's quite an interesting topic right now. There's almost a divide between the fan base on a lot of stuff. But um, in terms of what would be like a positive end of the season for you, would you say, in terms of from now to the end of the season, what would the positives to take? Do you think promotion's off the cards? Do you think that's completely gone now? Do you think there's still a chance? Uh, Is there any sort of positions you think are priorities from now that you need to get? Maybe not even in January, maybe in summer, if you see that as a rebuild. And I'm not going to go too much into the ownership because that is a touchy subject. And no matter what we say, it's not going to change anything. And it's going to cause issues if we speak on it too much because, one, I don't know too much about it. And two, it's just not worth getting into, let's be honest.
1: Yeah, I mean I mean listen, in, in regards to the season, I think what we all want and would be satisfied with is playoffs. Uh for me, I expect us to at least be top half of the table, maybe top ten. I think that'd be something where I go, Yeah, fair enough. And you can accept that we've had rocky moments in the season, you know, losing our first team keeper, stuff like that. We it, it's very clearly a, a season to sort of soft reset, which I do feel happens too often with us. You know, it's quite often where oh, we've got a new manager in, season's are right off It's never a right off in League Two. You know, you look at Bristol Rovers under uh, Joey Barton, who could probably get a whole episode himself to talk about. But, you know, he got them from, what, 22nd, I believe, up until third on the last day. You know, anything can happen. It's probably an extreme example, but who knows? We, we could hit form again and we're only seven points off the playoffs, something like that. We well, could hope, just
0: yeah.
1: hit form and, and get straight up. And then, you know, in regards to, you know, transfers, I think we need a new left wing back. Lewis Richards was a decent um, signing, but he, he keeps getting injured. and I, I'm a bit concerned about that. Uh, Liam Rydahl, I think he's a good left back and I think he can put a good cross in, but I think he struggles with his pace and timing. Um, and I, I, I think it's, you know, to be not to be harsh but i think maybe his career is starting to go downhill with age just because of what's going wrong you know it's his pace it's his sort of timing is you know all the sort of things that change with age um great player i think but you know ultimately if we want to be pushing i think that's where we've got to be going where, where we've got to be looking in the market we've got money for lewis now maybe a couple other players out we don't know it'd be interesting to see Who else goes, if any? But it's, you know, Alexander's said that people are going. Um, And then who we get in, what we're going to do about it. It's all good selling players for fees. And, you know, you said maybe don't touch on um, the ownership, but I do think a lot of fans are concerned about the way this money's going to be spent. You know, Alexander said he doesn't know his budget, which to me is concerning. Um, But I also feel that now it leaves us as fans in a sort of weird state in between you know where it's like right we've got money are we going to do anything with the money and if we do is it going to be good uh the, the consensus is we do need a left wing back but then I think my personal priority I know I spoke to you about this is we've got a lot of key players out of uh, out of contract in the summer and I feel like they'd be massive losses for us so I think instead of investing in new players this window maybe get people signed on and then see what happens in summer and maybe boost the squad in summer when it's more realistic for us you know to be able to push on uh, you know for promotion and then keep that core of the squad you know we've already lost harry lewis sam walker had an okay game um yesterday not yesterday saturday but still it's a setback you know and to lose a player like Jamie Walker in the summer, Brad Halliday in the summer. Brad Halliday has been absolutely brilliant this season, phenomenal. He's fit into the wing-back role, great. And then Bobby Poynton, maybe not a key player, but absolutely a player that everyone agrees is someone that we need to keep. He's someone with potential. you know. Bobby Poynton, he's he's a young lad, he's a Bradford lad. Everyone wants him to succeed with the club. Um, If he's not going to get game time this season, maybe I'd be inclined to loan him out, but then... What use is loaning him out if he's gone in the summer anyway, you know. For me, it's contract extensions should be focused, maybe a bit of backup as well.
0: Yeah, I don't think I think if the contract offer were there, I can't see him turning it down because like you say, he's a Bradford lad. Um, I imagine right now the best sort of development for him, even if it is a load, is staying around Bradford, there's no reason for him yeah. to um if he offers else to go elsewhere. But what I do want to do is I think it's quite interesting to go through. Uh, I've got a full Bradford squad in front of me here, including loan players. I want to go for each player, and I want you to tell me, keep Sam on loan. Right. Um, right, yeah. I'll say realistic, but I'll also, um, like obviously, you can't sell every single player or Just try and make it somewhat realistic. So we'll start with the new signing Sam Walker, which I think it's too early to judge on what we we'll do with him, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, for now, keep. But, you know, in summer, we could get a better opportunity. But, yeah, it's going to be keep for now.
0: Colin Doyle?
1: You know what, keep? He was okay. back up. He's been okay in the Cup. Not okay in the Cup. He's done a job in the Cup that, you know, you'd expect a starting keeper to do. And I expect him to have quite a good influence within the coaching side of things. So I'd keep him or maybe just move him into a coaching role because he's getting on a bit (laughs) now.
0: I'm pretty sure he's a likable character too in here amongst fans. And then Heath Richardson, good name. Probably
1: Lone. You know, he's a young lad. We've not seen much of him from what I have seen, you know, pre season and stuff. I don't think he's quite ready, so I'd say Lone.
0: Matty Platt.
1: Matty Platt, I'd keep. He's been a great centre half.
0: Perfect. Um, And obviously, this one is a bit of a. I think you know who I'm going to go to now, it's probably quite uh um, it's probably changed a bit in the last couple of weeks. But Ash Taylor, I'm going to be controversial and
1: say keep. You know, at the start of the season, if I saw this, saw myself saying this, I'd be fuming. But I think he's fit really well into a more physical play style under Alexander. Um, I just think it were never going to work for him under Hughes. You know, playing out from the back, he's not a ball playing centre half. He's just meant to be a big physical unit who can sort of get stuck in.
0: I think maybe going forward too, it'd be good to have as like um, a rotation to, like, if you want to play this football in where when you're winning games at eighty fifth you want to bring on a defender to defend the box and be that presence in the box, it'd be a good option to have. Obviously, for now, it's fine starting, but I mean, in terms of if you want to progress into a team that want to be a bit more dangerous on the ball, want to play more- more football side. Um, yeah, I can't imagine being the like key part to that really.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Right, next one, Sam Stubbs.
1: Sam Stubbs is a sticky one for me. I think he's a great defender, but he's sorta of come out of favour. Whether he's he's come back in recently, but whether that stays the case, if it stays the case, keep. But I think if Alexander's pretty comfortable not using him then I'd be happy to take a fee for him but I do think whoever ended up with him would have a great player Perfect Uh, Lewis Richards Keep absolutely left wing back what we need And he's young too so there's still plenty of time to develop
0: I guess Um, Who's next? Pretty sure this is a loan Jonathan Tomkinson so I'll change that to would you try go permanently? Is that a possibility? You think?
1: One hundred percent, I'd keep. I'd, I'd keep him if I got the opportunity. Whether it's a possibility, I have no clue because, you know, some Norwich fans said, "Oh, he played when we had low squad depth and he was all right." I think he's definitely League One level, but I get the feeling that he really likes the club. You know, his dad's very involved with the club. Uh, he's been a great player, absolutely great player. He's good in the air. He's good with his feet. I think he's basically everything you want in a centre-half, especially at this level. Uh, so I'd keep if we can, but I won't be surprised if you know that doesn't happen.
0: Well, I suppose if you do pull off a good second half that season and go up, it could be a possibility, definitely. Yeah, you absolutely. Him, he's going to load him out again. Is it Kieran Kelly? Kieran Kelly? Uh,
1: I think it's Kieran. I don't know, really. But yeah, I'd keep. He's been great under Alexander. I think... You know, th- th- this is something that I give Mark Hughes credit for. He signed him in January last year, and sort of said, "Now's not your time, but we will have your time." And I think it's part of Mark Hughes' planning for the uh, sort of the back five that he tried, but it didn't really work. Under um, Alexander again, similar to um, Ash Taylor, but maybe a bit better with his feet. He's great on the ball. Not well, not great, but he's very comfortable on the ball. He's comfortable, you know, kicking it out. He's physical. I think he's a proper, proper centre half and I think he fits in
0: an Alexander system. Well, I don't think you can ever ever have too many centre backs, can you really? I think it's always good to have cover and always good to have that department especially. It's key to a team doing well. Yeah. Um and now we go for Clark Adar, who from speaking to you quite a bit, I know that his position's not a full back now, is it really? Wants to play higher. Is that correct?
1: Well, well, Mark Hughes signed him as a left wing back. I think that's where he yeah. played as Hartlepool, and then Clark Woodward came. He he didn't work at left wing back anyway when we saw him, but he came out early on and said, "This isn't me. This isn't why I want to play." But for me, maybe loan, but I won't be too sad to see him go because it's it, you watch him play and you sort of think, "What is his job? What what is he good at?" You know, he's fast. He's good at dribbling with a ball, but his striking's not the best. He's Passing's all right, but he's a bit slow in terms of decision-making. I think he's still very raw. He feels like a youth talent, you know, in that you can see that he's capable of doing some things, but he doesn't really pull it off every game. And you sort of think, why why is this not working? He's a frustrating one. I think he was the first signing of the summer. But for me, I'm just, I'm not sure about him at all.
0: So he's probably going for loan or sell or keep.
1: I'm gonna go I'm going alone. To force you to an answer yeah. I'm
0: gonna go, go alone for now. He's bottled it. Um Liam Rigos. Uh take sentiment probably, away, will you?
1: Probably sell. Probably sell. Which makes me feel bad. But
0: I just I think it's one of them sometimes though where sentiment has to come out of the question as much as you've you've always told me how much you like him as a person and how much of a servant he's been. But sometimes if you want to progress to that next level, sentiment has to come out of the question.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, he did all right last season. People were a bit concerned about his quality. And this season, I feel like he's just struggling to keep up. And it's probably better for him if he goes somewhere where he can not get extra game time because he's playing a lot for us. But I just don't think he's really benefiting from playing with us
0: either. Yeah so going on to the next play now which I think I know the answer I'm pretty sure he's probably up there with your player of the season so far Brad Halliday yeah absolutely my player of the season so far he's
1: coming into the wing back role it's just really really like impressive how he's sort of fit into that he's good at running down the wing he's good at playing a pass can play on the overlap on the underlap as well you know can put a cross in he's great defensively as well he's, he's good on the ball I think absolutely keep, extend his contract because I feel like we're going to really struggle to find a replacement if he goes.
0: Daniel are you go, okay? I know uh, he's on loan.
1: God, I'd get rid of him. I, I just, in pre-season he looks really good and sort of confident with his feet. I don't know whether it's just actual football, you know, I say that in quotation marks, but, you know, I feel like he struggles with maybe the pace and physicality of the league. He sort of gets caught out when he does play, but it's good to have cover for Brad Halliday. Probably keep him just for now because, you know, right now we're playing Gilead at wing-back when Halliday not and he does a job, but then we don't get the best out of Gilead. So, keep, but maybe look to get rid when we can. Yep, and now
0: former interim manager Kevin McDonald. Kevin mcdonald who shops at morrisons um,
1: <laughs> i think, well, I I think he's a good...
0: a little... we'll talk about that after All
1: right. um yeah i think he's a good player he's a very intelligent player but with richie smallwood being the captain and them sharing very similar roles i don't think it's going to be often that he'll be able to sort of get his way in unless smallwood's injured I'm very happy having him in the squad. Um, I don't think we'd sell him. I think we might as well keep him for now, just because he's good cover. He's a good player, and you know we've seen that he sort of stepped in uh, when Mark Hughes got sacked and sort of took over for a little bit, and seemed to have a lot of respect from the lads. So maybe he's an important figure within the squad. I'm happy to keep him.
0: I can imagine his next move might not even come anyway. It might be sort of retirement, sort of thing. Yeah, um, or or maybe a move to world coaching. coaching. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like that. So, who knows? But he's definitely a good person to have behind the scenes. Even now, he could help with coaching and stuff like that. And going for from Harvey Rowe. Uh, he's
1: a youth player. I, you know what? Yeah. I'd, alone, I don't think I've seen enough of him. I don't think I could comment on how, how he's he's played. I don't even know if he has played. He might have played in for Grimsby, I want to say. Uh, not for Grimsby, against Grimsby in the Cup. Uh, we had a, quite a few youth players then. But... Mm, I can't say he's bad. I can't say he's good. So I'm just going to say, alone, get him some game time.
0: Um, Alex Patterson,
1: hundred percent keep. You know, I've to- I shut up to you about how much I like mm-hmm. him as a player. I think he's great. He's a very intelligent player. He knows when to make runs. He knows when to play a pass. He can score. He can assist. I think he's a great player. But I think the issue for me is he's injured a lot. So, you know. But he's not, he's not bad enough. That's a bad way of putting it for loans. But I, I think we'd be giving away too much if we loaned him out. Um, at the same time, though, it does worry me that we have two players who can play in the 10 in a system, You know, arguably three, maybe four, in a system where they don't all get to play and to have that much quality Start on the bench, no matter who you start. It's a risky one. I think I'm going to keep him, though, just because of how good he is and how much he offers.
0: Yeah, I like him. Next is
1: Alex Gilliard. Alex a 100% keep. I, I liked him last season, but I didn't like him as much as people who loved him. Um, this season, I 100% get it. I'm so glad he signed that contract extension in the summer. <laughs> Great bit of business. And I think he's one of those players where when we don't have
0: him, we struggle a bit. Yeah, and it's just about, like you said, he's, he's done quite a few jobs in playing wing-back this season too. Yeah. But getting him into his preferred position, preferably, going forward could honestly help Bradford go to promotion rather than the other side, which I know it's, it is, to me, I don't see it at all, but I know fans are speculating that you're heading towards relegation or that sort of way, you're heading backwards rather than forwards. But I yeah. think if you get him into that position, it's going to help Bradford move forwards rather than the uh, like, Right, go on to the next one. is El Capitano, Richard Smallwood. Absolutely, keep. I love Richie Smallwood. I loved him
1: last season, you know. Uh, he didn't really show what he was all about, but I think this season he's really stepped up and sort of become a bit more forward-thinking. Speculation that maybe Hughes was a bit too passive with how he told the team to play, and as a result of that, Smallwood was a bit of a backwards player. But I, I love him. I think he's great. I think he's stepped up in the captain role. I think... He can play a good ball. Only thing, get him off set pieces. I really don't think he can take a set piece.
0: Yeah, he's got, um, I watched him last season at Gillingham away. I think it was, and I think he controlled the game completely from midfield.
1: Yeah, that, that was, was a it. turning point, I think, of his season, really, last season.
0: Yeah, going on to the next one, you not know, like I add photo bias to this, because I know there's a photo going around that you quite like of him, but obviously, maybe. I, said, <laughs> I forgot about that photo, you
1: know. I found that. Someone sent it and I fo- I, I couldn't find it for the life of me. I'm not going to talk about what it is because <laughs> if you yeah. want to go find uh, your task, go try and find the Osadebo Day before. Um yeah, be gone. He, I don't think he offers anything. I don't think he has a true role within the squad, you know. Maybe a role in the dressing room, you know, he seems a really happy lad. He seems like a good bloke, but on, on the pitch i really don't think he offers that much unfortunately he had a two game run where he sc- he just was good like brilliant he scored two winners in two games and then sort of fizzled out it it was bizarre but um for me you know i can't i can't really see a world in which he
0: helps the team so unfortunately he's gone it seems like a player that everybody wants to do well and wants to be yeah. like yeah i want him to be the player but He just like, does he actually offer anything that we don't already have or what we need to go forward? Uh, Next one,
1: Harry Chapman. Harry Chapman, 100% keep. I liked him last season. Uh, Bit of criticism. He he doesn't have an end product. He doesn't score. I think he scored twice last season. But I think creatively what he offers, you know, we saw him against Derby. We saw him against uh, Colchester the other day. I think he's a great player, great creative player, and especially while Walker's out, um, yeah, just keep for me. Even though he's a winger and Alexander might not use him in the, in his best position, I still think he offers so much, so I'd be keeping him.
0: Um, yeah, that's perfect. And then we go on to probably one of the best players I watched in League 2 in individual games last season, and that was Jamie Walker.
1: Jamie Walker, keep 100%. He's a fan favourite. He seems to like the club. You know, he's injured at the moment, but he's going to um, away games. Uh, he's You know, he's sat in the crowd. I really, really like Jamie Walker. I think he offers so much creatively. He's been chipping in with goals this season, something he would criticise for last season. Um, I think he knows how to please the fans. He offers a lot of energy, sort of bagpipe messy is what fans call him. And it's it sort of is like watching... The league too messy, you know, he's good with the ball, he can create chances, he can score. Yeah, absolute great player. And I think he's key to Alexander's high press because he's got a lot of energy. It's just a shame how much he gets injured. Yeah,
0: but like this one from a neutral looking probably didn't go as I planned when I seen sign signing Adam Wilson. Um
1: Probably loan out. You know, we haven't seen much of him. I don't know what's gone on there. Maybe something behind the scenes that we don't know about. I'm not sure. Um, he did put a tweet out sort of of him training, uh, working out at gym and stuff. I don't know. It seemed very sort of, I'm working hard on my own sort of thing. So that that says to me that something's happened. uh though, I think he's a good player from what we've seen. And I think we got him on a three year deal. I think it'd be a waste to get rid now unless someone offered insane money but I don't think that's going to happen.
0: No. Um, Bobby Poynton.
1: Bobby Poynton, keep, absolutely. <laughs> keep. I'd say loan but if keep means a longer contract then yeah, keep 100%. I Great think the player. issue with the
0: loan is I think he's too good to play in the league below um, and you would be loaning to a probably bottom half league him. The issue with that is In League Two, everybody's so close to each other. So a couple of runs a game could turn them into your league rival without you knowing beforehand. And I think it's just risky. And the next one list is actually Tyreek Wright, so I don't think we need to answer that. I mean bye. I'd buy him. (laughs) Bye. Not even have to watch him play again, just buy him. Rayan Tuluk. Uh
1: Get rid of him, you know. We we've got a massive squad already. I'd I'd get rid of him. He's here on loan. He was a Mark Hughes panic signing. He was great at um, Newport away, where Andy Cook got an hat trick. Ah, uh, yeah, Andy Cook's first goals of the season, first goal of the season came, and then he got two more in the same game. Ray and were great that game, but apart from that, you know, Alexander's not going to use him. I think he's made that clear without saying it. Um, For me, just get rid because it's better for the player as well.
0: Definitely, especially when he's at 22 now and he's probably that age where he wants to be playing regular football. And speaking of another 22, year old and this could make the title here, um, producer Ryan, I hope you're listening, so this could be the title maker, Jake Young.
1: Jake Young, Christ alive. I've not got my phone on me, so I don't even know if he's still at the club at the time of recording. Um, here's, Here's the thing for me. You know, I've had this discussion and I'm on a different side of it every time. Keep for me, just because um, we have a lot of chances at the moment and we're not scoring enough. We've got Tyreek right, so maybe that would change. But, you know, I feel like what we lose from selling him is a lot more than what we gain with the money. You know, that money's not going to go for a like-for-like player. Um, Maybe at left wing-back we could improve, you know, get a bit of cover, get those ex- extensions. But at the same time, we've sold Harry Lewis. We might be selling more. For me, it just feels like we need what he can offer more than the money that he's worth.
0: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, I mean, it's a tough one for you. I understand that, but I think someone did a, put a post up the other day, and although I do think he should be going for more than 200k, which is just rumours, by the way. I think Bradford declined an offer of 200k. Is that right? Well, oh, no, no. Alan Nixon
1: put an off uh, put an article out saying that um, Carlisle had had a, an offer rejected for Jake Young, and at the same time as that, we said we'd rejected an offer for Jake Young, and Carlisle said that they've had one of their offers rejected for a player. Uh, I think he said that we want 200k minimum and that's been rejected. So whether or not uh, Jake Young said, I'm not going or the club said, no, that's not enough, whatever. 200k, there's a lot of debate amongst fans whether that's worth it. For me, I think it's at the very minimum 250, 300k just because it's a striker. People, whoever wants him will likely need him. Um, and we're giving that up. He's young, he's got um, 18 months left with an option to extend. I think he's a big asset at the club. But at the same time, I just can't I can't see selling him working out better than keeping him for us.
0: Yeah, definitely. I've seen quite a lot of debate about, in comparison to Macaulay-Longstaff, for example, but I think the difference is without Longstaff's done it, albeit in three different leagues, in three different seasons, he's consistently scored for Gates, for Knox County and now for Notts again. He's already got over 20 goals this season. Um, so I think that's the difference between Jake Young and Langstaff. Jake Young, you could argue it's purple patch. It's still a very good season and if he carries on like this till the end of the season Bradford, no doubt he'll get his big move. And it, to be honest, it'll probably suit Bradford more because he'll probably get more money then too. Um, But then there's the other side of it. Does he go to Bradford to play awful for the rest of the season and not really get that move that he wants? Um, but like I say, I, I think 200k is insulting in a way. I think, could, Especially with his age, it's not like he's 26-year-old having his first good season. He's 22 and he's, he's having a really, really good season for a team that are struggling, what was struggling Swindon. So I think it's I, one of the way that should definitely hold out for more, but also be reasonable if the player wants to go.
1: Yeah, I think the thing is, it's a gamble for both parties, you know, if we sell him are we selling him for less than his worth? And then whoever's buying him might think, well, he might not do the same. You know, if anyone buys him, it will be a League One side. But, you know, the League One side's making a gamble. Can he do it in League One and can he repeat it full stop? You know, it's, it's a sticky one. Then There's so many variables at play with Jake Young, you know. He could come back to Bradford and just not not be able to do it at Bradford, you know, who knows what's what's going on, really. Um, but I have a lot of faith in him especially at this level when he was playing for us he was scoring you know and I think he's shown that when given a chance at Swindon but for me it's just a case of who knows you know it, It's a, it, there's so many variables like I said
0: Right um, with that let me ask you this next question then in terms of Jake Young selling him now um, you say you get 250k just a made up number um, I would saying that Bradford has and pretty average end of season scores two or three more goals maybe. Does his price even go down? Because it's still um, end of season when you lead two
1: goals. That's that's a really good point, you know. Because although he scored what sixteen now at Swindon uh, with what four assists, if he don't do it again, it's still a good season on paper. But at the same time, it's six months without scoring. My gut feeling would be that the price would stay the same, but less people would be interested naturally because he's, you know, less of a hot topic. And I think we get the contract extension. You know, I think I think we just try to keep him at that point um and hope that he replicates it. That's the only way I see it going. I
0: think that's my opinion on all of it though. So you sell him now, I don't think you gain anything because let's be honest, you're not signing somebody for the same money who can replicate the amount of goals he's scored so far this season. But if you keep him, he has a, well, a below average season and he's still got interest come the end of the season for probably a similar sort of price. On the flip side of that, he has a really good end of the season, scores, what, 10 more goals maybe, which is on yeah. close to 30 league goals. And you've got probably offers up to 700k maybe, and even further coming in from League One clubs that I think, you know what? He's proved it over a full season at the age of 22. He's definitely someone we want.
1: Well, as, as a neutral yourself, I know you've not watched much Bradford this season, but do you feel that, because we've, we've spoke about this, do you feel that in the same way that I do, is what we need is goals? You know, we're conceding uh, equalisers, you know, use Saturday as an example. But I feel on Saturday, we had more than enough chances to finish the game. And I feel like having someone who's clinical, like Jake Young, Probably could help, but then again, we've got Andy Cook and he's not scoring, so there could be an argument made that if Andy Cook can't score him, Jake Young can't. But you know, it, it for me, we need goals up top. You know, we've got Tyreek, right? Why don't we do a front three of Cook, right, and uh, Young? Why don't we do that? That's probably the best front three we could have,
0: definitely. Yeah, I think Jake Young know, a lot of the time would probably benefit Andy Cook to um. We've seen signs of Smith and Cook, but I think Young guarantees the goals, but he also guarantees more than just goals. He has a sort of Langstaff part to his game where he's a fox in the box, he's positioning the box, he knows where to be. In his head right now, the goalposts don't move, so when he strikes a ball, it's only one place it's going. Uh, so I do think, from a neutral looking, I don't see why Bradford should sell him unless he got a crazy offer that we like. You've got to remember you're halfway through a season. Club shouldn't be sh- shouldn't be offering sums that you're accepted as somebody should be paying more just for that reason that it's halfway through the season then bringing the replacement's probably unlikely of that a like for like replacement anyway. So I've, I think you score more goals with J and Andy Cook. That's just Because um, I think he can create like you've forces too. he's not just a goal scorer, he can create too. I think that adds more creativity in the team as well as goals. I think that's what Bradford are crying out for because at the end of the day if you're not scoring goals people think right we need strikers but are you creating chances? That's the main thing. Um, So if you're not creating chances then obviously the people that I'm waffling a bit now but you need people further behind. But Jake Young could do sort of both so I think that adds what you need as a centre forward he can play a bit deeper maybe just behind Andy Cook and still get in the right positions to score goals I think definitely keeping Jake Young in my opinion would be what's right yeah.
1: yeah absolutely I mean Andy Cook as well he's took a bit more of a creative role this season playing a bit deeper so you know you mentioned Jake Young playing behind Cook that had work, but also Cook playing behind Jake Young getting the ball yeah. forward for him and Jake Young making a run there's so many ways that those two could work
0: but I think when you look at Jake Young playing so well off someone like Charlie Austin who's Profile-wise, not too dissimilar to Andy Cook, a big centre-forward who can hold up and link up play. So so what's the harm with trying Young and Cook and seeing how it does? But then I think the problem for Alexander is, has he got the choice? I know Young is injured right now, um, but if he wasn't injured, would he be playing? I don't know. I think that's something that's kept between Bradford's hierarchy. Maybe they're thinking, do we accept an offer? And I think they might have took it out of Alexander's hands, regardless of what he say. He's not going to come out and say if the owners have said I can't play him because it's just bad press. Uh, but yeah. I would like I'd look I'd I'd like to see Jay Chung play for Bradford for the rest of the season and see how he did.
1: Yeah, I mean yeah. I can totally understand that, not just from a Bradford perspective, but from a neutral perspective. A lot of people want to know can he do it more? And maybe, you know, like you said, if he does the offers that have come in will probably be higher quality it's summer probably a higher fee undoubtedly a higher fee actually but you know we we get the benefit of him i think ultimately it works a lot more in our favor if we just take that gamble and see whether he can repeat it later on in the season i'm just looking at a
0: stat here and it's um expected goals created and although Swindon have created more than Bradford have created 40 extra, Bradford have still um, created 36.2, which is only 3.8 less. So it's not like he was getting so many more chances at Swindon. It would get, yeah, we're getting more chances than Swindon were creating more, but not like so much more. So I do think he'd get a chance at Bradford still. But like I say, a lot of things, I think I don't think nobody would be surprised at either outcome if he stays or goes right now. Um, especially from a neutral perspective it, to be it makes sense for him to stay but sometimes money I hope is what someone can offer
1: Yeah I mean if if a League One club comes in offering better money and sort of saying we want you to be our star for the season you know what, what can you hold against him for accepting that you know better money higher level still playing opportunity to show himself even higher
0: but it's a no brainer if you're that player Definitely not Let's that. Let's let's finish off these players. We've got a few more left. So, Tyler Smith. Tyler Smith.
1: uh, Keep. You know, I really liked him at the start of the season. I thought he was the sort of striker we missed last season. You know, a a bit more of a running striker, you know, ball to feet. Andy Cook's good with his feet as well. But, you know, Tyler Smith's a bit more nippy, you know, akin to sort of Naki Wells is what people were saying when we signed him, what I was saying when we signed him. Um, He's been scoring a lot in the cup, but he's sort of dried up at home uh, home, in the league recently. Um, And Alexander's not playing him anymore. I think he's experimenting. I think to me that clearly states that, you know, he wants a bit more from his second striker. Uh, But I'd keep him. I think he's a great player. I think he's an intelligent player. I think, you know, with Paterson, for example, who can play that key pass, you know, Walker, who can play that key pass... Maybe that's why we're not seeing the best of Tyler Smith at the moment, and he seems to have slowed down a little
0: bit. Definitely. I think it's always good to have depth there too. If Chase Young came back fit, maybe it could take the workload off Tyler Smith at the start of the season, maybe, and then you yeah. get the best out of him like that. Um, next one, a man, I'm pretty sure he was just coming back from injury. Is it for Dane Oliver?
1: For Dane Oliver, yeah, he's a big, big striker. He, um, Got relegated with Gillingham, I believe, but he was still performing with them. Um, you know, I think he won the most aerial battles in league. One the season. Gillingham got relegated. Mark Hughes signed him three-year deal. He's got to have been Mark Hughes's main man. I think until Andy Cook had the season that he had, Mark Hughes always planned to have Dane Oliver as the main man. It was a big signing, but you know, he he got a knock in training. He's been gone for a while. Um, I think he's only scored three goals at Bradford, something like that, which is a really surprising start. Um, and he's played a lot more minutes than I remember him playing. Um, this season, I don't think he's adding that much. With respect, he's come back from injury. You know, you've got to take that into account. Maybe he just needs a bit more game time. But we've given him a fair bit of game time since he's come back and he's even struggling to win headers. I just... For me, I feel like he'll be on too much of a wage and I don't think, you know, at his age, he wants to be a backup striker. I think he needs to make a move somewhere that suits him and get him back playing. So uh, I'd sell him, you know, we can get money for him. He can get better game time, a better move. I think it suits all parties to sell him.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, And maybe we've been injured at the age of 32 now, that it's not something that he can come back and perform to level what was pre-injury for Gillingham especially rather than Bradford. But next, Matt Derbyshire.
1: I mean, I'd say sell, but I really don't think anyone's paying money for him. Uh, maybe just keep, let him run out his contract. I think he's took on a bit more of a coaching role recently. You know, at times we've seen him sat in the coaching gear rather than the training gear. It was part of the sort of, player-coaching team of Colin Doyle, Kev McDonald and uh, Matt Derbyshire, obviously. Um, unfortunately, I just think he's just there. You know, he comes on at the end of the game and that's about it. You know, with Tyreek Craig coming in, we've got a lot more options on the bench for strikers. If Young stays especially, we've got a lot more depth with, um, with strikers at a lot better quality, uh, probably a lot sharper, you know, can go on for longer, especially under this high energy play style. So for me, I'd I'd say sell, but that's so unrealistic that I think it's keep
0: just because I don't really see what we could do. Yeah, and the last one's is Dylan Yamba, but I don't think he's played senior football. I think he's on loan at Bradford Park Avenue. Yeah, so he, is. Uh, that, he, he played pre-season
1: oh, a little bit, but is that
0: a loan situation again?
1: Yeah, that's a loan situation. He's on loan now. I, can't remember if I've seen him score. I know Ossadibi's brother's been scoring for Park Avenue, which is a fun fact. <laughs> but, um, you know...
0: Come for nah, next signing. Yeah, swap them, swap them. We signed the wrong one. All right, I'm fine. That is all the plays to go through, and I enjoyed that. But I want to go through not necessarily what plays you want to bring in, because that can be quite... Um, I don't want to just think off the top of your head, but what positions would you say if you could? Let's say you make fr- three more signings back in January, not saying it's going to happen. What positions would you like to see?
1: Um, What, in January? I, yeah. All yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, left wing back, maybe a centre midfielder who can sort of take on the Gilead role or Smallwood role, should one of them sort of drop out, because we've only really got Kevin McDonald who can cover. Um, And then... Probably, you know, I've got Tyreek right. That's effectively a forward for me, so we don't need any more. Uh, probably a backup right-back. Um, Because if, if Halliday's injured, I don't want to have to move Gilead out of his best position. He's really good. He does the job at right-wing back, right wing back, sorry. But for me, we need cover just in case. And uh, Oyogoki don't do it for me.
0: Well, uh, interesting, really, because with the rival situation, it's been, it's been on my mind for the last 20 minutes when you said it about his legs maybe going as much and can't perform in the role as a wing-back possibly. But you do notice in football, I haven't watched enough of Rydals recently to see if he does have the qualities, but you notice when full-backs start to lose legs a bit, they can move into like a, especially in a five-back, they can move into the wide centre-back row. Is think not what Rydals could do?
1: I mean, potentially, but at the same time... Does, you know, Sam Stubbs, I know I said he's out of favour and if, well, he was out of favour and if he remains out of favour, we'd sell him. But, you know, think about how many centre-backs we've got. We've got Sam Stubbs, Kieran Kelly. I think they're both left centre-halves as their best position and it just feels weird to sacrifice one of them for um, yeah. for um Rydalge. I mean, we've got, what, we've got Matty Platt as well, who's... Not always left centre back, but you know, he, he, he's a bit more interchangeable in other positions. So for me, maybe he could do a job, but at the same time, I just feel like we've got better options already.
0: Definitely agree on this. I know that um, actually I didn't want to spend the full podcast on Bradford, but it's just how like it worked out. But I think what I've been speaking to you privately about, I think this one needed. I want to speak. And think- myself to learn more about the Bradford situation what we're going on in terms of players and personnel what you as a Bradford fan thought about it and I think this is something we'll do more often in terms of other fans people that maybe don't feel like they get the coverage on Twitter that people see they, like I think I spoke to a Tran fan at the start of the season who weren't happy I'd like to get fans on like that that we could speak to and find out more about their club you know ask them about the players ask them about what they think they can do to move forward looking at clubs like maybe Doncaster right now who should never have been 20th in League 2 if you said that a few years ago, I wouldn't have believed you. And solving in 21st. Obviously, they've changed manager now. But just have fans like that and try and find out more rather than just look negative. Look at it and think, right, they're 21st, right? They must be awful. I'd never find that background. I think you'd like to do that too. So it's probably something we're looking to do with. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, in terms of the next few episodes, There'll be a couple of guest ones coming up. We've got some exciting guests planned, and I'm looking yeah. forward to it. And uh, the podcast world, we hope, will hopefully be more consistent now. We had a break with Christmas and New Year, um, but yeah, this is the second episode, and hopefully, it'll just keep on getting better. We both want to make it work and make it better while trying to load the rubbish too.
1: Um, yeah, absolutely.
0: But yeah, if you just if you drop us a follow on our tweet, which is after ninety underscore, if you drop um, Charlie follow, which is paraders the. Uh, yep. I do you know I'm HG Football or one and if you want to check out my TikTok I've just posted a new Ross Barkley video so I'd appreciate the love on that but as far as that goes if you got anything else to add Charlie? Uh, no just
1: oh, even though I'm co-host thanks for having me sort of it's been good to talk about Bradford you know Bradford fans we love talking about ourselves so yeah an hour an was a little bit short for me to talk enough but Hopefully it's uh, it'll be interesting for not just Bradford fans, but other fans to sort of hear what's going on, League Two fans, you know, maybe a couple of League One fans t- to hear about the Jake Young situation, Carlisle fans hearing about the Harry Lewis situation, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so it's been good talking about it. And also I um, hopefully people enjoy, you know, what we've talked about.
0: But like, if you are listening to this as an EFL fan or any sort of football fan, you want to jump on and discuss your club, we can go through players, you can just learn more about your club then do drop us a message or tweet on after 90 underscore and we'll definitely get back to you but for today thank you charlotte and i will see you next time thank you